Just Being Honest, the JBH Podcast. Let's rock this. True food, full thought. On this episode, number 65 of the Just Being Honest Podcast, I am joined by master coach and motivational speaker, Rodolfo Young. With nearly 200 speaking engagements in 11 different countries, six books, and a growing online presence, Rodolfo is on a mission to inspire one million hearts to live in full brilliance. A former U.S. Army special ops soldier turned motivational speaker and master coach, Rodolfo has been featured alongside today's top thought leaders in both business and personal development, including names like Deepak Chopra, Robin Sharma, Marianne Williamson, and Eckhart Tolle. What? Whoa, what a list. At the height of his career, guys, he went silent. Literally. He stopped using his voice to communicate. And this is when I initially became friends with Rodolfo in Bali. He spent two years in silent practice and developed a skill for clear and powerful expression beyond language and borders, and now gives motivational keynotes globally using his signature APE approach. Rodolfo now works primarily with CEOs, celebrities, and top thought leaders. Through his motivational keynotes, accelerated breakthrough coaching, books, and online media, he gets to inspire people globally to have powerful, positive impacts in their industries, professions, and personal lives. We start out this show with, what do you want? You just turned into the Just Being Honest podcast to cultivate your every desire. Turn up the volume now. So what is your favorite part about spring? Spring cleaning, of course. I literally get on a purging streak. But when I get rid of all of those items, I'm left with clean, pristine countertops. Oh wait, or is it that I have little rings everywhere from where the dust was surrounding those items that I once loved so much and just gave them to someone else. Ooh. So it's time to clean, right? Spring cleaning. Uh, guys, today's podcast of the Just Being Honest podcast is brought to you by our friends at Branch Basics. They're going to help you get your spring cleaning and your everyday cleaning back in order. Branch Basics has created a multi-purpose concentrate that makes cleaning simple, affordable, and sustainable. Finally! Finally! Their products are refillable and are significantly less expensive than many similar single-use products on the market. So here's how to use Branch Basics. Simply dilute the concentrate with water and you'll be ready to tackle any cleaning job around the house, even your dirty laundry. Happy cleaning, folks. Oh, and if you'd like to try out this magical and non-toxic concentrate cleaner by Branch Basics, we'd like to offer you a special JBH listener gift. Simply enter 
HONEST15 at checkout for 15% off your Branch Basics Starter Kit. Or click on the link that we provide to you in our show notes and you will be guided in the right direction. Hi guys, this is your host, KB, and this is the Just Being Honest podcast. What a day. The sun is shining over on my end of the earth. How's the weather like in your town? Well, have no fear because you just turned on the JBH podcast. This is, as I mentioned before, your host, KB, your health, nutrition, and lifestyle designer. Um, I'm kind of stepping away from talking like coachy coach wise because I'm all about designing your life the best way we know how to do it um, hand in hand together. And uh, what better, um, I guess I could say we have a treat for you today. We have someone and I will tell you about the history about how I met this person. It's quite amazing. But whom I have on the show is Rodolfo Young. Um, he's a master coach, he's a motivational speaker, and he has a story to share with y'all um, that I'm going to actually bring up. So, without further ado, Rodolfo, welcome to the JVH Podcast. Thank you, it's a pleasure to be here. And before we kind of get um, heart, heart heavy, I want to say, Rodolfo is... He's traveling right now, so we're doing a long distance call, but have no fear. Um, we'll give you all the information that you want to know. Um, okay, so let's backtrack to about mm, maybe six years ago. <laughs> Was it six years ago? Um, Probably. Yeah. I met Rodolfo in Bali, Indonesia. So at the time, gosh, what was that restaurant called? Do you remember? <laughs> There's many of them. We were probably in Clear Cafe, though. Yeah. No, no, we were in, um, we were up on those, um, maybe we were, I don't know. I thought clear burnt down, but anyways, we were up on those little, like, like bench seat things. It was pouring rain. Anyways, long story short, (laughs) I met Rodolfo. Needless to say, he had so much to say. Not really. He, and this is truly inspiring that you can work in having a relationship, a friendship, with anyone because Rodolfo was doing a year of silence. So he actually couldn't talk and it was hilarious because I had to literally figure out what he was saying with no words coming out of his mouth. So um, we began our friendship with him in silence and um, I've seen him kind of evolve and bud along the way. So Rodolfo, would you, um, oh guys, Rodolfo has a podcast as well. Um, it's called the Be Happy, Be Brilliant podcast, in which I'm sure he will tell you more about that. But because I'm chattering so much, I would love for Rodolfo to kind of give his little um, spiel himself. Introduce yourself to our folks that don't know who you are. Sure. Well, first again, thank you for having me on the show and on the podcast. Um, so, yeah, I think we met about six years ago. I've been living in Bali actually for about 10 plus years. And, um, you know, travel in and out every so often, but mostly I was there pretty consistently. And I decided to spend an entire year in silence, 365 days not speaking. Uh, Back in 2011 is when when that was. So if we met when I was in silence, it would have been actually almost eight years ago. 
because I believe it was during my first year in silence. Uh, I did a second year in silence, which was in 2017, mm. so about three years back. Oh, my gosh. And during those years in silence, you know, the intention was to, to dive in deeply, to, to see what was going on within my own system, my own patterns, my own beliefs, and also to heal. I, I had suffered some pretty grave heartbreaks at the beginning of the, the first silence. And, you know, the funny thing is, for me, to, to talk about myself is essentially just to say I'm, I'm a, a, a process of personal development, you know, whether that was in my years in silence or through many workshops and learnings and books and all these different things that I do. Every time that, that I look to try to define myself, it's changing. <laughs> and so personal development is pretty much my motto, and it's actually what I focus on now with my coaching, my podcasts, my books, everything, is to bring forward this idea of evolution and constantly uncovering ourselves. And that's what I got out of that first year in silence mostly was that who we are and, and especially our purpose, because I know a lot of people are often looking for this and, and the people that listen probably to, to your podcast are listening for or, or trying to figure out what's the best nourishment that they can give themselves. And I believe the best nourishment we can give ourselves is the mindful awareness of who we are mm. in every moment, checking out, noticing, what's really there because the more we uncover about our truth the more we get to express it authentically and powerfully into the world that's amazing um and i can totally tell so like so extremely much that you you live in bali still like you still have that mindset you still have that just essence to you because you are so methodically well spoken and you could probably tell that I live in LA, considering how our morning began. Ah, ah, oh my gosh, uh, my, my, my passport's not working, yada, 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 you know? And then you are just like calm, collected, and guys, it's what, it's what getting out of, you know, like that high vibrational, stagnant energy environment does to you, you know? Well, I guess, you know, Bali would actually be high vibrational. But, you know, where I am, it's just a crazy madness. But I love what you said about, like, what's nourishing you? Like, what is actually nourishing you? Um, so tell us, you know, being a uh, motivational speaker, being a, a master coach, what is your, your, do you have a template? Or what is your kind of, like, first question you always talk to your clients about? Or say, say my name is Susan. And I come up to you and I, or I, I do a, an introductory call with you. Mm -hmm. um, what is typically the first step that you do with them? Well, it's funny you actually mentioned an introductory call. I, I have what I call the, the $5 trial coaching call. And it's like an intro call or a, a discovery call. But instead of it just being meeting each other and seeing whether it's a good fit as a coaching client, I actually ask clients to come to me with a priority goal or something that they want insights around or some advice around, and I have about 10 to 15 minutes to give them the best suggestions, insights, perspective as I can from my own experiences and my training and, and my ability to listen and see what's really going on for them. Oh, my gosh. And probably the first question I ever ask any client, including those that come on on these discovery calls or, or trial coaching calls, is what do you want? What do you want? And it, it seems like a simple, easy question to ask, but it's one of the hardest ones for most people to answer because they always respond with what they don't want. 
Like, what? Well, I don't want to struggle anymore. I don't want to suffer in this relationship anymore. I don't want to be poor anymore. I don't want to uh, feel unfit or unhealthy anymore. And so rarely do they actually say what they want. And so the, the first thing that I often do with a client is help them clarify what the difference is between what they don't want and what they've been avoiding. Because most of us are living our lives in avoidance or fear or running away from things that we don't want. Instead of running toward the things that we desire, want, and want to bring into our lives. So that's probably the first thing that I do with any client is, is help them clarify that. Because if you don't have that clear, then how can you set the path forward? I love it. So do you think when people say, you know, Rodolfo, I don't want this and I don't want that and I don't want this anymore. Do you think that's because they're afraid to actually tap into that potential thought that they could get what they really want or or for lack of better, you know, being judged, you know, for actually saying that, you know, maybe someone says, I want money, you know, and then they're afraid they're going to be judged. I think there's a lot of reasons why people focus more on what they're avoiding and, and we'll call it the negatives instead of the positives. One of the big ones is just conditioning. You know, we, I forget what the exact statistic is, but we hear somewhere around, you know, 9,000 no's as opposed to about 500 yeses in our first years of childhood. Hmm. It just hmm. is kind of the way that the world is set up. And, and most of those no's aren't rejections or no's like you can't, but more, no, don't touch that. Exactly. No, don't say that. No, don't cry so loud. Or, or even something as soft as, oh, hush, 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 baby. It's, it's a no. And so we end up being conditioned to focus on the no's because it's just what's prevalent. Most people haven't even been given the permission, told that they can focus on the yes, focus on the positive, focus on what they want. And so a lot of times it's not that they even are afraid of what they want. They don't know what they want. They haven't ever looked at it. Um, but it's more just they've been conditioned to think about the things they're avoiding and then whatever is left is by default what they think they want or need. Whereas we can actually have so much more if we give ourselves the permission to focus on that side of it. That makes complete sense. And that's so true. And it's almost, you know, when we are children or very young and we are planted seeds, you know, our parents or our guardians or whatever are planting those seeds within our minds, it does, it creates that pattern, but then it also creates that pattern of stay in the comfort zone, stay yep. safe, stay safe, stay safe, and don't try to see why we shouldn't, you know, whatever, Yeah. get out of that comfort zone. So that is a true point. Um, how many tears do you get when you ask that question, what do you want? Because that could be very, you know, methodically emotional at times. Oh, yeah. I, I, once people actually break through and, and realize that they have permission to have what they want, because normally just the clarity of knowing what you want is one thing. Because your mind and your beliefs will still be going, but I can't have that. Mm. That's not for me. Oh, that's for somebody else. Oh, I'm too old for that. Or I don't have enough education for that. Or, or whatever the excuses and stories are. Where the tears and the emotion really comes through is when they truly drop in and realize that they, just as much as anybody else, have permission to have the things that they want. Yeah. And it's, it's remarkable. Sometimes I'll, I'll, in my coaching sessions, they'll, they'll either be 
online and, and kind of conversational, or sometimes if I'm in person, I'll mix it with body work. Because I, I originally got into all of the holistic and personal development world through massage therapy. And so I'm trained in like a thousand hours and 21 different styles of massage and, and many different modalities. And so I'll, I'll mix that in and kind of do some shiatsu tai stuff. And at some point when they've relaxed enough into their body, which means that they, they're essentially embodied, they're no longer in their mind, which has the critical factor, which is the, the thing that stops them from having permission. And then I ask at that level, what do you want? And something will just come forward that they never considered. And they'll be like, wait, it's okay for me to ask that? And yes, it is. And that's normally when they break into tears and have all this emotional breakthrough. Yeah. Um, can I ask you a personal question? Because you said, you know, going into silence was really a process of personal development for yourself. And it still, you know, is an ongoing process for all of us, you know. Um, but what made you get into this practice? You said you had studies in, you know, massage, but what made you really dive in deep to this, being a motivational speaker and a master coach and just kind of like opening the doors? Mm -hmm. uh, silence was first introduced to me through Vipassana meditation. And so uh, for those that aren't familiar with Vipassana, it's essentially mindfulness meditation. And there's these 10 day courses. If you do the SN Goenka style, it's all throughout the world. And you go in for 10 days and you meditate for about 11 hours a day. It's intense. <laughs> Can you describe the setting? Uh, it's not all beautiful, beautiful venues. Uh, you're separated between men and women, so the genders are separated out so there's not distractions. Uh, everything is handled for you, so food, bedding, like everything is set up for you, and all you focus on is your meditation. And you literally you wake up at 4 a.m., begin meditating, and you take breaks pretty much every hour. You, you eat your meals, and then by about 10 p.m., you're back in bed to wake up the next morning at 4 and begin again. And you're doing this 11 hours. And throughout all of that, there's noble silence. So for the entire 10 days, you don't speak. You say nothing to anybody. You're fully inward. And it's noble silence, meaning it's not just the words, but you literally don't make eye contact with anybody. And so you're just you know, inwardly uh, reflective. And by the end, you have some amazing insights, and, and it's quite a powerful tool. I've done probably seven or eight of those in my life all around the world. And from that is where I learned the, the power of silence and really this ability to pause and reflect and take a look inside and also to, to pierce through the noise. You know, I think one of the biggest things that I learned from my own practices of silence is that we all just want to be acknowledged for whatever it is that we're bringing forward into the world in our expression. And sometimes we express it with a whisper. Sometimes we express it yelling and shouting. But the thing is that we haven't really learned how to communicate within our society. Like we've kind of moved into monologues with each other instead of interactions. Mm. And because of that, when we share our thought, we're not feeling heard. We're not feeling it. And so we end up shouting louder or talking more. And then everybody's doing that. And there's all this noise. What I found in the silence is without words, I wasn't competing anymore. And instead, I could show up in my presence, in my energy, in my intention, and also in, in my body language. And that could be received much quicker 
because there was no competition. It, it immediately requested and asked for an audience to listen, not just with their ears, but with everything. And from there, something starts to, to exchange. And that's where I think real communication starts happening. I mean, yes. <laughs> just saying that, you know, without words, there is no community or there's no competition. Without words, there's no competition. And also the fact that if people knew you were in silence and you come to the party or whatever, they are like, oh, Rodolfo's here, you know, because they had to really acknowledge you for mm-hmm. being that, like, body, you know? Yeah, and if true. they really wanted to, like, you know, connect with you, they had to be there front and center, heart mm-hmm. to heart. And it is your vibration. And the thing is, like, what struck me, you know, just meeting you over there for the first time was that you spoke so much with your eyes and you know just with your your smile and just it was hilarious at times because you were like no 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 like when I was like wait you what it was just so funny but it was you know we did connect and as I tell people this is literally like one of the first times I've like actually probably talked to you you know Um, like vocalized it because, you know, we do live so far apart, but I love that. So moving on from that, you went to those, um, those, I'm going to call them retreats. I guess Mm -hmm. you would say silent retreats. Courses. Courses, courses. courses. Um, but then what in turn, because you did mention, and you can kind of tell me if you don't want to discuss this, but I would love to bring it to the table that, Part of the reason why you did start going into silence was because of relationship um, relationship issues. Heartbreak, yeah. Yeah, heartbreaks. So can you kind yeah. of tell me about that a little bit to relate with our audience? Sure. So essentially in, in 2011, um, I was at the height of my professional career, my personal life. Everything was, was golden and amazing and, and things were going great. I had just given a TEDx talk, so my, my speaking career was really taking off. Uh, I was actually in negotiations with the governor of Bali to, to create this big uh, initiative to make Bali fully organic and uh, an example for the world. Turned out that was a bit of a political ploy on their part, so <laughs> never really happened. Um, and all these different things were going on. And my partner at the time, she told me she was pregnant. And it was like the cherry on the top of the cake. It, for everything I'd ever studied, accomplished, achieved in my life, all of it seemed insignificant to the idea that I was going to be a father, that I got to bring a child into this world and would not only get to bestow upon it all the experiences and wisdom that I could, but also I would be learning from it. And I I essentially put all of my energy and all of my heart and all of my love into that idea. And I often say in, in some of my other talks, especially when I'm, I'm sharing this, that with every up, there must be a down. And that's just nature. That's the reality Sorry. of our world. Mm. And that's not a bad thing. It just means we have to learn how to fall with grace. And I definitely had not learned that at that time. So at the end of the year, my partner had miscarried the child. And again, because of how much we placed into that future, we were both devastated. Not only was it a loss of a, of a child, it was a loss of, of an entire future and a projection and a dream. Mm. And that, you know, kind of 
tailed into the loss of the relationship and essentially mostly the loss of my confidence. I, I created this really strong story in my mind that I had failed, that in the greatest thing that I could do in my life, which was to bring a child in, I had failed, that mm -hmm. I did not show up enough as worthy. You know, these are the stories we give ourselves. Right. And because of that, I was spiraling into a depression. So I knew the power of silence and I knew that human nature is normally to reach outward and distract ourselves or fill in the gaps with things that, that don't really benefit. And so instead, I went inward and I began the journey of healing by looking at what was really hurting. You know, that is, that's beautiful, everything you said. And, and it does break my heart to hear that as well. Um, especially, you know, knowing that that was upon the horizon. Um, but the thing is, you know, what I love that you did, you know, going inward, a lot of people don't know to do that. Mm -hmm. And you are so, <laughs> you are brilliant for just like tapping. I mean, you are well evolved for that, but you. you know, in the part of the meditation and just in part of all healing in general, you know, there's this great saying of when you don't know what to do, when you don't know what to say, say nothing, do nothing, sit still, be still, and it'll come to you. And it came to you. And is that in part why you decided you really wanted to be a transformational coach? Kind of help other people heal and see their, their true worth? Yeah, I mean, I had already been coaching and, and doing a lot of work with people way before the silence. But coming out of the silence is when my work began to focus more on what I call the beginner's heart. You know, mm. going in, it was with a broken heart. Coming out, it was with the realization that that broken heart was just a story on top of a whole heart. Yeah. And when I was able to uncover that whole heart and essentially let go of the layer of hurt and suffering is when I realized, wow, there's this original heart that never changes. Like our, our wholeness, our completion, our purity, our innocence, our you know, radiance, our brilliance never changes. It's always, 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 always there. What changes is a story that we place on top of it. Yeah. And so all of my work now is based on how do we uncover the story? And you'll see my tagline on my website, for instance, is seeing beyond the stories, seeing your brilliance beyond the stories. And that's really what I do and what I do for myself and what I do with the people around me is I look to see what's deeper than the surface, what's really going on, what's really being asked of, what, what wants permission to be expressed, and can I create the space for that to happen? So let me ask something else. Do the majority of people that come to you for coaching and guidance, do they kind of all in the same way like have similar stories and similar goals? There's been a few that, that were very similar, and there's always synchronicities in who we attract. Um, definitely, as I've grown and my focus and, and my own development has changed, I get different kinds of people. These days, mostly the kind of clients that I see will be people who are in transitions, people who have either burnt out of a corporate job and they're trying to figure out what their next purpose and step is, or it'll be people coming out of a relationship or trying to save a relationship. I've actually been working a lot more with, with couples and relationships. And I always give a caveat to that where my job isn't to save the relationship. It's to save each, each of the people in the relationship. That's good. 
And so a lot of it is, is just helping people discover the relation to self. And so almost no matter why somebody comes to me, the first phase is getting them to connect back into themselves because I want them to feel their truth, to know what their real feelings are, their own vulnerability, and what's authentic, because from there they can make that request to whoever else or whatever else is in their life. So, I mean, that is amazing what you said. You know, it's not about saving the relationship, but saving themselves, because we all know, or many of us know, that sometimes people are not meant to be together. Mm-hmm. And they'll find that later, even if you were to save their relationship, it may not be truly saved 30 years down the line forever after that. Because, exactly. Because they may, you know, person A may truly find their truth and then speak their voice, their true voice. And then they'll be like, why didn't you ever tell me? <laughs> yeah, and you've changed. No, I just came to myself. <laughs> exactly. It's not about changing, but it's about realizing yeah. and about living that. Um, what? T- how many people come to you that kind of come to that, you know, that ethereal, I call it ethereal, like epiphany, you know, that they really need to heal in order to heal themselves, in order to find their truth. They need to deal with something from their childhood that they subconsciously didn't know that is still lingering them within the past. I definitely get a lot of people who, they may not specifically come to me with that already in mind, but through the process of coaching, things will come up. And what I'm always careful and and conscious to point out to them is it's great to have a, we'll call it a, a pivot point or a pinnacle point in their history that they made a choice, whether unconscious or consciously, and started moving in a direction. But what's more important is that they're at another pivot point, another pinnacle, where they can make a choice. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times people will be like, oh, it's because my parent was like this, or because this happened when I was seven years old, that's why I'm all messed up. Okay, now I can, I can justify it and I can continue being the way I am. No. <laughs> You have another choice. Our lives path always takes that that journey because of a choice, again, consciously or unconsciously, that we make at certain moments based off of our circumstances and conditions. And we always have that power of choice. And the more conscious we can be about those choices, the more powerful we can be in our life. Exactly. Um, So let's kind of move on to some of your programs. Like what are the programs that you are offering right now to clients? So I I always offer my coaching, which is three-month to six-month programs. I found that you do anything less and you can't really quantify the change. And this is a big one because a lot of people will, I I call it, they they want instantaneous farming. Mm -hmm. You know, you go, you plant the seed, and you want to go back the next day and pick the fruits. It doesn't work that way. No, it's like losing (laughs) weight, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Losing weight, getting fit, learning a new skill. All of it, there's this key element in the middle called cultivation. Oh, yes. And to cultivate, you have to have time. Cultivation is a consistent practice of something over time. And so this is the main thing is I'll I'll do three to six-month programs with people, helping them cultivate, keeping them accountable, helping them with habits to get to the goal that they want, or at least move in that direction. Because sometimes the goal wasn't really what we wanted, but we wanted to become the person that we had to be to get to that goal. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, they do realize, like, you know, maybe, for instance, the first idea is like, oh, I want this. When you ask, what do you want? Oh, I want this. But then later on, you know, maybe month two, they're like, 
But that really evolved into this. This is really, yeah, exactly. truly, deeply what I want. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's that's amazing. And a lot of your events that you have, um, are they they're mostly speaking events that you do. They're called heart heart opening events. Um, can you kind of give us like kind of like a brush through of one of those um, events and kind of what you do? Because I see you're going to go. You're you know Bali, Sydney, Berlin, Singapore, Perth, Switzerland, Copenhagen, L.A., Hong Kong, mm. Dubai, New York, Thailand. Tell us about those. Yeah, it's a lot of uh, frequent flyer miles. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I give what, what I call heart talks. And essentially, I get to walk in with a topic or I get to walk in with a theme and nothing else. There's no script. I don't know exactly what, it, what I'm going to say or where it's going to go. But I have an hour, I have a topic, and I begin. And the idea is to not come from my mind, but co to come from that core, to come from that beginner's heart. And what I find most often when I do that, and it's quite amazing to me, I get so many people coming up to me afterwards saying, wow, you, you spoke exactly the thing I needed to hear today, or it felt like you were speaking and saying those words just for my situation. And I always answer them, I go, well, well I was, because I didn't come in prepared. I, I felt into what was happening here. Yeah. I felt into the questions you guys were asking, and that's what I addressed. And so it ends up being a much more aligned way of sharing than me going and just trying to teach people of my philosophy, which is great for me, but I don't know if it matches for them. I want to know what's going on for the people in my audience. I want to know what's going on for the person in front of me as a client. And from there, I come from an empty place and get to be filled by their responses. And from that, we find clarity. Yeah, I love that because, you know, you go to all these different places and see different cultures in the world and everyone has different lifestyles there and there's different things happening in those you know areas that they live in that they may not relate to what you're talking about someone in new york versus someone in bali i mean that could be completely different um so i love that but how do you figure out the topics like you're you like walk on stage and you're like uh, okay got my note card let's talk about trees you know or whatever Sometimes it literally is as I walk on stage. Um, I, I ask my girlfriend all the time right before I go, go up to give a talk. I'm like, what should I talk about today? <laughs> and sometimes I'll ask the audience. I'll say, you know, what, what do you guys want to talk about? Or I'll go through the audience if it's a small enough one, like if it's about 10 to 20 people. Mm -hmm. Then I'll actually have everybody share why they came. Mm. And somewhere along the way, somebody will, or there'll be kind of a, a general theme. Again, it's a synchronicity of energy that, people will gather for kind of the same reasons. Mm -hmm. And there'll be something about, oh, family relationship, blah, blah, blah. And I'll be like, okay, great. So we're going to talk about what it means to be in, in, in family and is that your tribe, is that your you know blood relatives, mm -hmm. how, did, how does all that do? And, and then we just go. We just kind of see where the journey takes us. Yeah, I mean, just as you mentioned that, that just like threw like a whole bunch of questions I would ask, you know. <laughs> many modern day questions people would ask today, like, like your family, yeah, sure, is blood, but you can create your own family anywhere. You know, just stuff like mm -hmm. that. And what people need to actually feel like, you know, some warmth about because because it's a big it's a big thing. You know, acceptance. Yeah. Yeah. Acceptance, right? Yeah. Um, well, you, just, yeah. you just named uh, the first of my three pillars. So in every talk, every coaching session, every book that I've written, I have three pillars. And it's it spells out ape, so it's really easy to remember acceptance, permission, expression. 
acceptance, permission, expression. And acceptance to me is the recognition of this reality. It's not liking it. It's not being okay with it. It's not, you know, just just tolerating, but it's just recognizing what's real. Because a lot of times we're in denial. We don't want to actually look at what's happening with honesty and, and boldness. And so acceptance to me is recognizing it. And then from there, you give it permission to change. You know, we have to actually give it permission to change because we're so often in this mindset of, oh, this is forever. Or I can't do this. Or, you know, how, how can I change this? Instead of just let it change. Nature is always changing if you let it. Mm-hmm. So that's the permission. And then finally, expression just happens. And then in turn, you know, I mean, talking about healing and, you know, you and I both being healers, it's like the body, the body will heal itself if you let it. The earth will heal itself if you help it, if you allow it. Everything goes hand in hand, guys. So, yep. but it is figuring out that are you in denial to face your truth? Are you in denial to face speaking honestly? You know, there's a truth. I mean, gosh, I could go on for hours and hours about, you know, throat chakra and that's, that is, yeah. Wow. Okay. Anyways, moving on. Tell us about your books very quickly. Sure. So I've written about six books that I've self-published. I'm actually revising many of them right now and relaunching them on Amazon again. Uh, Currently, you can find Who Are You on Kindle uh, and soon on Amazon. And that's probably my my best-selling book. And it's essentially a book on self-discovery. It's nine chapters of practices, things like gratitude, curiosity, mindfulness, passion, purpose, all these different things that when we practice daily and consistently start leading us more and more towards who we really are. And so the self-discovery process is one that's ongoing because we're always changing as well and gets to be coupled by these practices instead of saying a definition of who I am, it's who am I now? Who am I now? Who am I now? I love that. And then you have, yeah, who are you? Who am I? Who are we? Yeah, so you're exactly. gonna you're gonna relaunch those. I love them. I love them. I love them. So what do you have coming up that we need to kind of stay stay tuned for? Well, I'm super excited. In May, I'm actually going to be launching a program that I've been working on for probably a little bit over a year, and it's coming out of this idea that I, I realized people really do need a little more one on one guidance along with consistency and tracking of habits, like helping them keep accountable to certain things. And I hadn't been able to, to do that with every client the way I wanted to because it wasn't scalable. You know, it was only one of me, and I, I could only see so many clients. But I'll be launching in May what I call the Brilliance Call. And it is a weekly live broadcast where I get to share in group. And so that makes it scalable. I can now share with as many people as I want certain master classes and topics similar to the way I do my heart talks. And then on top of that, they get five days a week access to chat coaching with me. And so they can send me a chat message and I'll respond within 24 hours with some insight and perspective and and some guidance. And then on top of that, they also get a habit tracker where the habit tracker allows them to put in certain habits like meditate daily or read 10 minutes a day or do 10 push-ups a day. And I can actually see those habits and see how well they're going along so that when we're chatting, I can say, hey, how are you doing with this? What's stopping you? What's got you in resistance? What's moving this? Can we remove that block and that boundary? And wow, look, here we go. You're starting to move forward on your goal. 
And guys, Rodolfo has been so kind to give all of you, my listeners here at Just Being Honest Podcast, guys, free gifts, free gifts for, and I, I have it coming in here. My email's going to go bing because I have it loading in hot here. Um, a month for free of Brilliance Call membership. And I'm going to include the link for you guys. But to reiterate that, the Brilliance Call is an online coaching mastermind that includes weekly live broadcast master classes, a private community of like-minded people, one-to-one coaching via chat, supported uh, with five uh, for five days a week. And guys, guys. The habit tracker to keep you moving in the direction you want your life to go. The habit tracker. So um, I will put that in our show notes for you guys to jump on that. Is it something you need to get on board with? Rodolfo, I mean, this guy is a gift, guys. Here's the deal. We only had about 45 minutes to talk to Rodolfo today, but he is a world of wonder. And we bring people like Rodolfo onto our podcast just for this reasons. He is a portal for you. He is an expander for you. You say you want to change this. You say you want to better yourself with this. You have a question of what do you want? This is our expander and this is our gift to you to say, this is the next step. You know, everything that we feed you here on the JBH podcast is for this. So Rodolfo. I have one more question for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, it's pretty loaded. Um, <laughs> but we ask all of our guests this. So, Rodolfo, for, for enlightenment for generations and multi-million dollar, dollar prizes, what is your honest truth that has helped you maintain success in living a healthy lifestyle? I'd say probably the the deepest truth that is reoccurring, it comes back to me all the time. There's two, actually. The first one is to admit to myself that I don't know. Hmm. That I don't know. That so often where I think I know it all, I don't know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because what that does is it, it allows me to be curious and to gather more information, to listen to other perspectives, and to try things out. And the second, probably most powerful truth that, that has come into my life multiple times, and it's always at the pivot points in my life, is to choose myself first. And I, I know that sounds selfish mm. at first, but the idea is really know that you have to fill your own cup first so that when it overflows you from your abundance, you're sharing with others. Because otherwise, you're pouring out from yourself and emptying yourself to share. Mm. And so choose yourself first. That Every single time that has come up where if I'm struggling or I'm suffering or, or I'm having you know, a, a difficult time in my life, it's because I've been ne- neglecting myself. And so when we do the self-care, whether that's through food, nutrition, uh, emotion, mentality, activity, whatever it is, when we do the self-care, that allows us to do everything else. A thousand percent. I mm-hmm. mean... You said that perfectly. In my words, you said that perfectly. (laughs) Choose yourself first. Admit that you don't know. Because so many people, me included, you know, someone says something to you, I know, I know, I know. 
I know, I know. Mm-hmm. But you don't know. Accept a new, as I would love to say, true food for thought statement, you know? I love it. Rodolfo, thank you so much for being a guest on today's show. And uh, where can everyone find you on the World Wide Web? You can go to my website, RodolfoYoung.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Mostly you can find me under Rodolfo Young on a, under all of those. On Instagram, it's Rodolfo underscore Young. And, yeah, please send me a message. Follow me. You know, link in somehow. I love to connect with people. I love it. And I would love for people to kind of shoot back to me, um, you know, what they think about this episode, what questions they have. Um, Rodolfo's there for you, and um, he won't be silent. He will definitely, (laughs) definitely give you some feedback. Guys, I cannot thank you enough for tuning into this podcast. Another great one. Um, Gosh, episode number 65. Yeah, baby, we're rocking and rolling. We're bringing you new content every single Monday. So please do tune in. Guys, again, we're on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and Simplecast FM. Also, we are now on iHeartRadio. So um, we're just having loads of fun with you. Until next time, I cannot thank you enough. Continue being you and continue to spread your truth because that is how you are going to fulfill your lifestyle's desires. Until next time, kiss, kiss, hug, hug, peace, love. Ciao. My favorite takeaway from today's episode with Rodolfo Young was that most of us are running away from what we don't want in life instead of channeling into and running towards what we really do want in life. Hmm. Think about it. And guys, if you're ready to become further inspired with Rodolfo, I'd like to gift you with a month for free of his Brilliance Call membership. I'll put the link in the show notes for you to take a hold of that. Guys, the Brilliance Call is an online coaching mastermind that includes weekly live broadcast masterclasses, a private community of like-minded people, one-to-one coaching via chat, supported five days a week. Guys, this is huge. He usually charges quite a bit for his private coaching. So don't forget, there's a habit tracker to keep you moving in the direction that you want your life to go in. And friends, I hope you all got a lot of value out of this episode today. And I cannot thank you enough for hanging out with me each and every week. Guys, still warming up the voice. Anyways, and if you did, please make sure to share this episode out with your friends and your family on social media, and you can tag me at just being honest KB. Remember, being without a G, so it's B-E-I-N, just being honest KB. I'm so grateful for your support, and I always love to see what you report back. And please, make sure to head over, just take a little bit of time, you can even pause this episode and do it right now. Head over to iTunes, Apple Podcast, Simplecast FM, Spotify, and now we're on iHeartRadio. And subscribe. It's free. Um, our podcast, Just Being Honest, that's what it's called. 
and leave us a rating. Let everyone know that the show is fabulous. You guys have the power to help us bring you even more content and better guests because we have great guests already, but better guests each and every week. And always, I appreciate you so much. Until next time, thanks for joining in.